0: There is so much power in being part of a community that you can't overstate that enough. When it comes to some practical tools, you know, I think once you have written down your motivation and you've got to put it in your own handwriting, like you have to write that thing down. What do you care about? And then my second tool is just the tool of honest assessment. And so I think if you're gonna go anywhere in your fitness and health journey, you have to know where you are starting from. Welcome everyone. My name is Benjamin Lundquist and I'm a motivational speaker, executive coach, and podcaster. This is Built by FitBot. Welcome
1: back to the show, everyone. Mentors have been an absolutely critical component of my success. I was very fortunate early on to have leaders mentor me and help me with my career and on my journey. On today's episode, we're talking with Benjamin Lundquist. He's a motivational speaker and a leadership coach, and he talks about the value of community and accountability.
2: I absolutely love this interview, and I know that I'm not supposed to (laughs) pick favorites, that that's a wrong thing to do, but this is definitely up there as one of my favorite interviews that we did. I feel like we learned a lot from Benjamin. He spoke directly to a lot of the values that I have when it comes to fitness and kind of that accountability and motivation like we were talking about. So this, this is a great interview. I know that our listeners are just gonna really, really enjoy this one.
3: What I love most is that now that I've been lifting for several years, I realized that the mind game is more important than the physical because the physical becomes a routine, but staying motivated and staying disciplined is an exercise of the mind and he gave us great tips so I hope you enjoy this episode.
2: On today's episode, we are going to be delving into a subject that has been fascinating to me for a long time. It's the difference between motivation and discipline, and I actually shared a post in our FitBod Facebook community page, not too long ago, describing what I felt like these differences were. I feel like this is something that once people make the connection in the difference between the two, it's a light bulb moment for them. And so this was quite impactful. A lot of people reached out to me and really enjoyed this. So I'm just going to go ahead and share some of that if that's all right, before we head into our speaker. So it's, it reads, it's not about how badly you want it. It's about how well you plan for it. Motivation will allow you to eat a healthy meal when it's convenient. Discipline allows you to grocery shop for healthy options, even at the end of a really long work week. Motivation will have you work out when all things in life are running smoothly, or you'll just hope you'll find the time. Discipline means that you will schedule your workouts and not break that commitment to yourself. Motivation will have you getting to bed on time when it just happens to work out that way. Discipline means that you prioritize your rest as part of your recovery and plan your time accordingly. Motivation progresses you towards your goals when it's convenient. Discipline finds a way to make it happen. Motivation is you hope for things to just fall into place. Discipline is where you plan your choices to lead you to success. Motivation wanes and is subject to so many external factors. You must learn to be disciplined. Never leave the important things to chance. And we are so lucky today. We have a motivational speaker with us. Benjamin Lundquist is with us today. And we are so excited to have you here because we are hoping to delve into this subject a little bit deeper with you. So thank you so much for coming. Welcome.
0: Absolutely. It's a huge honor and I love fitness and just adding value to fitness communities all around the world so it's an honor to be here with you and your team thanks so much
2: well thank you why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what it is that you do for a living
0: you bet i'm a jack of all trades my claim to fame is i'm a husband and i'm a dad and so love being a father to my two kids and in addition to those things i do quite a bit of speaking in the leadership development space and in the motivational speaking space as well as some executive coaching for Um, A few clients that I have on Retainer around the country, and then I also run a leadership and personal growth podcast called Rise and Lead. So I definitely know all the work that goes into what you all are doing. And so I appreciate this podcast that you are launching to really take people to that next level when it comes to mindset and fitness. And I know it's changing and impacting a lot of people.
2: Tell us a little bit about the career path that has led you to this, because I don't think you just land in that role of being a motivational speaker and having all of these things. So what was the steps that kind of got you to where you're at now that qualifies you to be in this position that you're in?
0: You bet. My story as far as being a communicator is really one of growing up with a lot of insecurities, academic challenges, social anxiety as a kid. And really, I would be the last person to ever get on a podcast if they existed at that time or to get on a stage. And even getting up in front of peers as a kid, that was something I would never want to do that just filled me with so much anxiety. And I just had a number of opportunities that opened up for me in high school and into college And I think that desire of wanting to grow, not wanting to become stagnant, I just forced myself to walk through doors of opportunity as scary as they were and as ill-equipped as I was for the opportunity to just walk through knowing that I could only grow from this. And even if I failed at the opportunity, just coming back to the fact that I'm not a failure, this is just an event that happened in life but it does not determine my worth or my value. And so stepping through a lot of doors of opportunity with speaking, facilitation with groups, I begin to just grow, I think, in the skill of being a communicator. And I think that's a skill that everybody has the potential to grow into. And that's something I would tell everybody right off the bat, nobody is born a great communicator, nobody. It's a skill and it's a muscle and communication is a muscle. And the more you do it, and the more you're willing to get feedback and watch yourself on film, do that painful work of listening to yourself, which nobody wants to do, you will get better. I started doing that in college a lot more and then did a little bit of a pastoral ministry in some different context and just saw doors open up for speaking opportunities in public schools, with universities, and even in the corporate world, and just kept stepping through those doors. And I'm thankful that I'm always improving. I still have a long way to go, but I'm definitely getting a little bit better at the communication. And then just with a desire, I think like your podcast, launching the podcast was just a way to say, I want to be able to give value to anybody that I meet anywhere. And so I think the podcast was really motivated by a desire to just have a value add that I could give to anybody around the world. I mean, there are times when I will connect with a waiter at a restaurant and we'll just have a good conversation at the bottom of the receipt. I will write the podcast name. Hey, you should check out Rise and Lead, but really just that desire to serve people and to help people level up in their personal growth and leadership, just like you're doing with your podcast. I love that.
1: I love your mindset. I'm thinking about what you said about failures. And I subscribe to the concept that there's wins and there's learnings, right? We don't necessarily call them failures unless we look at it in a positive light. Were you always this way, Benjamin?
0: Well, I think everybody's wired different. And even from when I was a young kid, I think having things not go well, that didn't stress me out. It was kind of like it was what it was. And so I think I'm just wired a little bit more of a dreamer, an optimist, and everybody's got their own wiring. But I was always looking at what could I build? What could I try? What could I do? And that went back to things in my neighborhood as a kid. But I think that's just been part of my wiring as well as just the idea of failure is an event, but it's not your identity or the source of your worth and value. It is something that happened. And I think, Michael, you are so right that it is something you can learn from. And I think that's really is when something becomes a legitimate failure is when you go through an event and you are choosing to not learn from what you went through. And I think that's where, We experience such a big loss because learning, it's a game. Learning is always a win. So if we go through something and choose to not analyze, not to look at the self-awareness of what happened, not to ask for feedback, we are the ones that lose out because we're not getting better from that struggle or trial that we went through. So yeah, Michael, I totally agree with you on that.
2: I'm wondering if we can delve into that opening subject that I had shared because we are a podcast in the fitness space. People are constantly, constantly wanting to talk about motivation. They want to ask others, where do you find your motivation? How do you do it when you want to do other things or you wake up and you're just not feeling it that day? And so what do you think about the idea of separating motivation from discipline as we look at prioritizing the things that we really want to get done in our lives?
0: That's a great question. And I would want to be careful as a fitness enthusiast. I love fitness. It is in my wiring. It is in my blood. It's just part of what I do. And we could go back to my dad building me my first little weight bench in sixth grade that he built for me. I think both of those are so essential. The motivation is absolutely essential and the discipline is absolutely essential. And I think there are times when we could give the idea of motivation that we don't place any value on that. And we often, because we're so thinking about discipline, but really Mm -hmm. motivation is what gets us started. And you have to find the motivation to start moving, to take that first step, to get up out of bed in the morning. I think the follow-up is that motivation is not enough. That's the key. It's essential Mm -hmm. to get moving, but it's not enough to sustain you long term. And I think that's one of the big epiphanies for me when it comes to fitness. I don't just want to be healthy for a season or a month or during a particular year. I want to be fit for life and I want to be healthy for life. And I want to have the energy to invest in what matters most in life for life. So I think motivation Deserves some respect, but I think we all recognize that motivation is not enough. And there are days, and we're all there. There are days you wake up and you're, I don't want to do it. It's not in me. I don't feel it. My mindset is not healthy. I had a bad day the day before. I went to bed at 1 a.m. I'm not eating clean. And so I think it's that combo of the motivation and the discipline that really allows you to be sustainable and continue growing in your health and fitness. And for me, one of the motivators for me when it comes to health and fitness is just recognizing that there are levels to it. As fit as you may be in a season, there are levels to your fitness and your health and your mindset and how healthy you are. And so always thinking about don't settle don't get comfortable. Benjamin, remember there are levels to it. And I think it's then taking that motivation, leaning into the discipline that you've got a great chance of really building a life of sustainable health and fitness, ultimately for me, so you can invest in the areas of life that matter most. I think for me, that's my biggest motivation when it comes to health and fitness is I have areas of life that really matter to me. And if I don't have the energy to invest in what matters most, then those areas for me are not going to get the attention that they deserve.
3: Benjamin, going along those lines, what practical words can you give to somebody who is lacking that motivation at the moment? Because as you say, they go hand in hand and they play off each other. You need one you can't exclude the other, but what would you give to somebody who's struggling with that motivation at the moment?
0: I wish I could say that there was a silver bullet of motivation, (laughs) like the one thing you always went back to, whether it was like the Tony Robbins YouTube clip or whatever it was, but there was that one thing. I think for me, I'm motivated by different things in different seasons, depending on what I'm going through in life. And that may be an Instagram quote. It could be a video from YouTube. It could be somebody at the gym that is always pushing me to that next level. It could be a need that I have in those areas of life that matter most that are just awakening what I like to call that dog, like that dog that's like, let's go. Mm-hmm. But there are just things that are going on that kind of awaken that dog. And so I think for each person, Like your motivation, the source of that's going to be a little different depending on what you are going through in life. And I'll just say what motivated me in fitness and health at 20, it's different now than it was at 20 because I'm going through different things in life. I'm at a different age. My family is going through different things. So I think I would say, Gio, really looking at, you're going to have to try some things. Like you're going to have to look at what are some of those sources of motivation that are big for you in this season. And I would encourage anybody write that down. There is a power in writing down what matters to you, like being able to say, if it's your marriage, if it's your family, if it's you wanting to mentor kids in your neighborhood, and if you're not fit, you don't have the energy to have those conversations with those kids, but actually write down What is your motivation? And I would just challenge anybody listening to this episode by just asking them this question. What do you really care about? What do you care about in your life that is worth you putting in fitness and health investment every day because that thing matters? What is it? For me, it often goes back to a relationship. Relationships are high value to me. I care about being a dad with energy for my two kids and being an engaged husband and father. But I think being able to just ask yourself, what do you really care about? What is willing to get you up in the morning and writing that down? And I'd encourage somebody, maybe you put sticky notes all over your house. Like (laughs) this thing matters to me. So put it all over the place. Don't just put it on a single note. It's going to fall off the mirror by noon. But if it really matters, it should be on the forefront of your mind all the time. So put that sticky note in the car, put it at your desk at work, put it on your computer screen, on your mirror, on your nightstand. But if it matters, it should matter. And if it matters, it should really be front and center in your focus all the time. And I think that really helps with the motivation. I love that idea. And it sounds like a recommendation
1: that David Goggins gave in his book, Can't Mm. Hurt Me. And he talks about The moment he got to the bottom of his life and he started putting sticky notes on the mirror. Every time he looked at himself, he could see those. Who are some of the sources of inspiration for you? That's part one. And part two, I'm going to ask you about the tools that you use.
0: Absolutely. I was just at a leadership conference this last weekend in Atlanta, just doing some leadership training. And one of the speakers who was there at the event is a friend of a friend who I'm getting to know a little bit more, but his name is Dr. Eric Thomas he speaks to division 1 athletic programs, mba, college programs, but he's been a real big source of inspiration to me and if you haven't checked out anything from dr eric thomas, one of the biggest motivational speakers of the world hands down, and he just has a way of taking complex concepts and making them very simple and practical. And I think I'm not a complex person. My mind is pretty simple. So if somebody can just give me something in a practical way where I could say this matters and here's how I could implement this in real life, there's a great chance of me getting some traction in that area. So yeah, Dr. Eric Thomas is definitely one that I've been connecting with quite a bit. The listeners are
1: mostly from the FitBod community, and I find a little bit of discipline in the use of the app, it gives me accountability. There's accountability in the Facebook community for FitBod, sharing stories of successes and some of those learnings. What tools do you use?
0: I think that's great, Michael. And I just want to affirm, I think that is one of the most powerful aspects of FitBod is that community. And I don't think you can put a high enough value on being part of a community that could hold you accountable that celebrates when you show up, that helps you get back up when you have those days where it just didn't go as planned. I just encourage everybody, whether it's the FitBod community or something else, but I think FitBot is a great one. There is so much power in being part of a community that you can't overstate that enough. When it comes to, Michael, some practical tools you know, I think once you have written down your motivation and you've got to put it in your own handwriting, like you have to write that thing down. What do you care about? So, write your motivation down. Think about that for a day or so, but write that down. And then, my second tool is just the tool of honest assessment. And so, I think if you're going to go anywhere in your fitness and health journey, you have to know where you are starting from. Mm-hmm. I remember. When I was getting used to the map apps and Google apps for maps, if your starting point is off, you in a very short amount of time could end up miles from your desired destination because you don't know where you're at. And I think it could be somebody that they dive into a fitness routine or regimen, not being honest about the fact that they have a certain injury And all of a sudden, they're not respecting their injury because they're not doing an honest assessment and they're going so hard that their injury becomes so much worse and they're out of the fitness game for six months to a year. And so I think when it comes to just those tools, you got to assess honestly. So for me, I think about this in fitness, but I also think about this just in holistic life when it comes to assessment. So typically, I'll take 30 minutes once a month. And I will ask myself a series of questions, four questions. And for anybody listening, these would be great ones for you to write down. 30 minutes once a month. Don't do it every day because you're going to stress yourself. You don't need to do a deep dive assessment every day. That's just too much. But once a month, I just hit these four questions in about 30 minutes. Number one is what is going right in your life right now? We don't celebrate what is going right enough. I think we have a habit just as humans in looking at the lack. We look at what is not going right. And I think when it comes to fitness, health, holistic health, there are things in your life that are going right and you need to celebrate those. Mm -hmm. Stop looking every day and getting out of bed thinking, man, I'm just not where I want to be this is not going right. My fitness journey, I'm looking at everybody on IG and I'm comparing and I just feel like a failure. We all want to level up, but we also recognize there are things that are going well and we got to recognize those as well. So what is going right in your life right now? And as you assess that question, if it's going right, you can't leave it at that level there are levels to it. So if it's going right, you have to look at how do you maximize the things in your life that are going right? If it's going right, don't just leave it there. You've got momentum in that area of your life. So take it next level and maximize what is going right. Question two, which would be the reverse of that first one, what is going wrong? And I think for me, I would categorize something as going wrong if it is stopping you from reaching your goals and reaching your fullest potential. So it is wrong if it's holding you back. That could be a toxic relationship. It could be a job that is sucking the life out of you that every day you get up on Monday morning and you're like, I just can't wait till Friday at four. Like this week is just going to take the life out of me. So what is it that is going wrong? And when something's going wrong, I think you really only have two options. You either change it or you have to just get rid of that thing altogether. Because if you want to have a healthy mindset, and if you want to be a healthy individual, and you want to level up your fitness, you can't just embrace things that are not going right long-term. Sometimes you got to just struggle through for a short season, but long-term you have to either change it, or you just have to remove that thing out of your life because it's holding you back. And then last two, I would say when it comes to assessment, question number three, what is missing in your life? And I'll just, again, give a shout out to FitBod and the community, especially over the last three to four years, when I've asked coaching clients, what is missing? For many of them, the number one response is community. Hmm. I am not doing life with anybody. I don't have any mentors. I don't have any fitness enthusiast friends that we are doing life with, and they are trying to achieve big time goals on their own. And I think we recognize that if we are the only one pushing the needle, we are going to be the ceiling of our own potential. We need to have people in our life that are moving us forward. So that third assessment question, whatever it is for you, what's missing? And if it's missing, simply you want to add it. You got to figure out a way to add that community, add that motivation, Add that device that could help get you up out of the morning, celebrate the progress, whatever it is. And then finally, assessment question number four, and this is a big one because I believe a lot can happen in this time frame, but assessment question number four, where do you want to be in 90 days? Like really, where do you want to be in 90 days in your health in your fitness, in the areas of your life that matter most. And I think all of us would agree, you can be in a completely different space and place in 90 days than you are right now. So write that down. Where do you want to be in 90 days? And so I think for me, that assessment is such a great tool to check my progress every month, but also to give me a starting place to say, here is where I am at. This is not where I'm going to be long term, but I've got to own where I'm at in the present so I can really start moving and progressing forward towards where I want to be. So find your motivation, assess honestly once a month. You can hit those four questions. I think those are a big one.
2: Benjamin, I love those four assessment questions. I think those are really powerful. And I work as a personal trainer. The first assessment tool that you suggested to our listeners was really ringing true to me because I just had a discussion with one of my clients not too long ago about assessing what's going right. And he is really, really, really struggling because the number on the scale isn't moving. And he's super hyper-focused on that weight. And we have an in-body scan machine in the gym that I threw him up on the other day (laughs) and his Lean muscle mass is way up. His body fat percentage is going way down. And I wanted him to acknowledge that we are doing things right if that body composition is changing. So we need to look at what's going right. We need to celebrate what's going right. And like you said, we need to build on that. Those are levels that we can build on. So I think those assessment questions that you gave to our listeners are completely powerful and completely on point.
0: And you all know because you're in this space. The correlation between mindset and physical health, it is so married together. It's so Mm -hmm. married together. And I think, again, like when you are pursuing a lifelong journey of health and fitness, you want to really lean into both of those areas. How can I get my mind focused on potential and possibility And where I could be in 90 days or a year or two years. So I think there's that stewarding of the mindset as well as setting those goals and getting with that trainer. I think when those two can work together, you're going to see people make monumental change Mm -hmm. in years to come. There's just such a deep correlation, I think, between mindset and the health and fitness that we have. Benjamin, as
3: you were talking, a lot of what I see often is people at the beginning comparing themselves to somebody else. How does comparing steal the joy of those victories that you can celebrate now? And how would you help somebody to realize that it's really you versus you and not you versus somebody else?
0: It is such a big, big question. And I think, we love social media applaud it we love it it's there forever in some form or another i think the trap we fall into so much and i think all of us can relate to this we compare our day one to someone else's year 10 Mm -hmm. and we think to ourselves i want what that person has when it comes to health and fitness but do we really because the blood sweat and tears that we're invested in that person's life over the last 10 years, we can't even grasp that in an Instagram post because we don't Mm -hmm. see all the work, all the miles, all the calories on the erg skier and the echo bike and the box jumps and everything that's been happening. So I think that it's a reality because of the social media connected world that we live in that we just have to steward well. And I think the question that we have to be able to ask ourselves in the moment is, as I'm looking at somebody, am I transitioning from being motivated to comparing myself to that person? Because when you compare yourself to somebody else, you will always lose. Because you're either gonna walk away feeling like a failure, like you are less than that fitness influencer and that individual, or you're going to walk away feeling arrogant because you're so much better than that person. I don't think it's good for our joy. I don't think it's good for our character. I don't think it's good for our mindset to be insecure or arrogant. I think you want to be focused on your journey, and you recognize that everybody's body is wired so uniquely. I can do 20 push-ups a day, get a certain result. A buddy down the road can do 20 push-ups a day, and the body composition looks completely different. So I think Gio you're so right. Be motivated but don't fall in that trap of comparing especially when it comes to time investment of fitness influencers who have been in the game for 5, 10, 15, 20 years and you're at your number one. You got to do your number one and you've got to do that well. And uh, that's just something that I have to be aware of is When I'm looking at this post, am I being motivated or am I being degraded? And I think that's a really important thing to understand in the moment. Is this post making me stronger or is it making me feel worse about myself? And so analyze the result of what things are having on you and the reaction that you're having. So yeah, Gio, I think that answers your question, but I think that's something that I like the word steward. You just always have to be in that mode of analyzing how things are affecting you because we see things all the time and just having a good community. And again, that's why that FitBod community is such a win. Have people that are grounding you and anchoring you to reality. (laughs) You could live in an Instagram. I've got friends that are, I'm talking massive fitness influencers, like 3 million IG followers, like this is their game. Mm -hmm. And I think we need a community that though we love the huge global influencers, we need a community that can keep us anchored on every day you get up out of bed every single day. Every day you look at that sticky note and you know what matters in your life. And so a community who's going to take you back every day to what matters most for you and is going to keep you grounded and anchored And moving with one foot in front of the other.
2: As you're talking about this, I am just reflecting on an experience that I had very, very early on in my health and fitness journey. And we're talking probably over a decade ago. And I remember exactly what you were talking about. I used to subscribe to a runner's magazine. And I remember looking at the models that they would have on the front of that cover and really comparing and feeling like I was running a little bit at the time. My diet was kind of iffy, iffy, and I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted. And I remember looking at and having this aha moment. Like it was like so impactful for me. I remember looking at the girls on the front of those covers and having the thought to myself, why am I entitled to have those results when I'm not putting in near that level mm. of commitment mm. to my craft. Yep. These women that I was looking at have dedicated their lives. They treat their bodies like machines. They practice, they run mile and mile. They they eat and fuel their bodies properly and that was a huge moment for me. That word entitlement set me back on my heels and made me realize that I am not entitled to anything that I am not willing to work to that same Mm -hmm. level to achieve. And that changed my perspective from that moment on. I am 100% committed to my health and fitness journey right now. And I see the results from that. I was not getting results for the work that I wasn't putting in. And that's the way that this works. I feel very strongly about that. You get out of this journey what you put into it. And so, when you are saying in your assessment tools, there, you were talking about getting real honest with yourself. You have to really take a step back and look at what it is that you are actually putting in and be realistic. Am I getting the results for the work that I'm actually putting in? And for most of us, the answer is yes. We're half committed. We're half getting results. We're 100% committed and we're getting the results that we want to see.
0: That was such a word that you just dropped for fitness enthusiasts. I just appreciate you sharing that Thanks. there's a cost involved mm-hmm. in being healthy and being 100%. fit. And 100%. if you think or if I think that I can achieve optimal health and fitness and maintain poor lifestyle choices, it ain't going to happen. Exactly. There's a exactly. cost. It means you go to bed at nine. It means that you stay focused and you eat clean and you connect mm-hmm. with coaches and a community. And I think sometimes we want the results without the cost 100%. And, and it's not going to happen. And so thanks for reminding us of that. A
2: hundred percent. People in the Facebook community will ask, so what do you eat? And I'm like, that's a loaded question. There are so many choices that you need to make on a daily basis. And I want to be really honest with people that I work really hard at all of those choices, whether that by eating, whether that be sleeping, like you were saying, recovery, working hard in the gym, like all of those pieces have to come into play in order to see the results that, that you're hoping to see. One of the books that I absolutely love, and there's a million out there, but Atomic Habits is a book that I have talked about ad nauseum. I have held book clubs, I have spread the word, I share it with my clients, ask them to read it. It is one that I love how it breaks down the idea of discipline into being systems that we can set up and that it, it does come down to planning and preparing yourself to be successful. So do you have any books that you recommend when it comes to helping people to find that motivation or that discipline that we're talking about here? Do you have some favorites that you would like to share?
0: I think Atomic Habits is an amazing book. And there are a lot of podcasts. I'm kind of a podcast junkie. Mm -hmm. So whether it's podcasts with David Goggins, or there's a podcast called School of Greatness by Lewis Howes, Mel Robbins' podcast, there's some amazing ones out there. But I love just seeing how do people build a system of habits that works for them. And I think for me, that is... One of the things that I've learned in the last few years when it comes to health and fitness is take everybody's advice on building a system of habits, but at the end of the day, you have to build something that's going to work for you, Mm -hmm. that you're going to be able to commit to, and something that has just been a game changer for me if we've got time to just share this, and it's so simple. My challenge for years when it came to setting a system of habits is I just overcomplicated things. I made things too complicated to where I couldn't even remember from week to week where my system of habits was at. (laughs) What am I supposed to be eating and my ounces of water and the intake? So this is what works for me. And I think it's best for me just because it works for me. Mm -hmm. But the approach I've taken to building a system of habits is very simple. And it's just this, when you find your motivation, you've written that down, you've assessed honestly, you know, where you're at that four questions, 30 minutes, once a month, when you've got that all there, and then you're at the place where you know what matters to you, you know where you're at, then you need to drop a goal or two on a piece of paper. You got to write it down. And I think there are so many people who are not seeing the progress they want because they don't have clarity on what they want. Do you want to have? better muscle mass? Do you want to have a higher level of endurance? Do you want to have a better mindset, more energy? So write whatever it is where you want to grow in your health and fitness journey, write that down. And then this is how I approach the system of habits that just works for me. Very simple. What do I need to do based on those one or two goals? What do I need to do every day, every week, every month? every six months, and every year to make progress in that area of my life. So again, real simple, what do I need to do every day, every week, every month, every six months, and every year so I can grow in that area that matters most to me? Let me just give you a little case study. If somebody said, hey, I just want to grow in overall health and fitness, that may mean that every day you need 30 to 45 minutes of movement every single day. So that's what you're going to do. Maybe six days a week, you're going to do 30 to 45 minutes because that's what you need to grow. And then every week, you're going to take one day off. like You're going to have a full recovery day every week because you know you perform better the next week when you have that day off. So you're going to do 30 to 45 minutes every day, six days a week. You're going to take one day off. So that gives you every day, every week, every month. Maybe you meet up with a FitBod community of fitness enthusiasts or somebody in your local area and you do a group fitness event or activity once a month because you need that accountability of being Mm -hmm. around those people. So you're doing... 30 to 45 minutes a day, you're taking one day off a week to recover. And then once a month, you are doing a group fitness activity or meetup every month. And then maybe every six months, you pay for and sign up for some kind of a competitive fitness event. Maybe you're a runner and you want to knock out that first 1K, let's go. Or you want to knock out that 5K, 10K, but maybe twice a year. You actually put money down so you can pay to compete with people who are at your same level because you need that motivation every six months. And then maybe every year you join a fitness course or you do a weekend certification every year so you can gain more knowledge in the fitness and health industry. But for me, That was just a game changer because it made sense every day, every week, every month, every six months, and every year. How do I just keep moving toward those one or two goals that I've written down on the piece of paper based on my honest assessment and the fact that I have clarity on what matters most for me in my life?
2: I love that. Love that breakdown.
1: Benjamin, I could talk to you for days. I just love everything you're saying. And you gave us some really practical advice. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: I
1: want to thank you for joining us today. It's been a wonderful discussion. We've got a new segment that we've been doing. It's called the Gym Rat Rapid Fire. So you mentioned you're a fitness junkie. (laughs) Yep. Imagine you spend quite a bit of time in the gym. Will you entertain us with your answers to the rapid fire questions? Hey, let's go. Let's rapid
0: fire. I may not be ready for it, but (laughs) let's go. Let's go.
1: I love it. I love the courage. All right. So volume versus form. Huge.
0: I'm going to go form. Free weights or machines? Free weights. Bands or no? I believe in bands. If it makes sense for that workout, I do think in certain contexts, they can be really effective and they're great for traveling. Sumo squats versus back squats. That's a good question. I'm gonna go back squats. Stretching, assisted or
1: self-stretch? I'm gonna go self-stretch. A yoga? Yes or no? Yes.
0: Gloves or no gloves? No gloves. Belt? No belt. No belt. Treadmill or elliptical? I'm gonna go elliptical, but I do like both. And I think both have good value. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go elliptical. Dumbbells or kettlebells? That's a tough one. <laughs> Depends on how I love them both at home. I only have kettlebells, but I do like both.
1: All right. You're on an Island and you can only bring one dumbbells or kettlebells. I'm going to go
0: kettlebell. I'm probably going to go with a, <laughs> I'm going to go with a 52 pound kettlebell. That's probably going to be my go-to <laughs> nice. on the Island. Okay. All right. Deadlifts, <laughs> Deadlifts or Romanian?
1: Deadlifts. You're a good sport, Benjamin. Thanks. We kind of sprung that on you. Hey, hey Benjamin, great. as we wrap
3: up, just let the audience know where they can connect with you and how they can find you on social media or on your
0: website, Thanks again for the opportunity and really love what you all are doing. And I think what connects with me the most, even though I'm not answering your question directly, is I love the FitBot focus on community. I think that is such a win. Take whatever device, resource you want, but if you don't have that community aspect, I think something will always be missing. So I love the fact that you all are in a community as podcasters, but you're also in a community Facilitating and growing a community of fitness enthusiasts that are there for helping each other to win and to move forward. As far as connecting with me, my website is riseandlead.com. And so if you have any. Questions about executive coaching, motivational speaking, you can submit an interest form on the website. That also hosts my podcast, which is Rise and Lead. And you can find that on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. And there are a lot of great episodes with content on personal growth and leadership development. But as far as just social media, I'm the most active on Instagram, which is just at Benjamin Lundquist, L-U-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T. I'd love to have you follow, but you're welcome to send me a DM on anything relating to this episode. And I will personally reach out to you and just try to support your journey, answer whatever questions that come up.
2: Benjamin, I can't believe how quickly this time has gone by. This has been so informative. I feel like we could just keep talking and talking forever. But I know that our listeners are really going to appreciate the things that you shared and the topics that we covered today. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your wisdom, for your energy. We really just learned from it all. So thank you.
1: Thanks to our listeners. Check out the show notes at fitbod.me slash podcast for all the details from this episode. Download the FitBod app from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Use the promo code BUILT for a 14-day free trial. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment and a rating on your favorite podcast network. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.